This is Tom Tolls. You're listening to WithoutYourHead.com, and you're doing it without your head. Think about it. Oh, wait, you can't. You don't have a head. <laughs> oh, man, I went too far again. Here at the station of decapitation, I'm Nasty Neal. I'm Treacherous Trista. And, and we're joined by the good people here of the Dark Arferings. We have Marcus Sabline, the director. Hey, how's it co-writer going? Co-writer and uh, producer. He's, he's a man of many titles. <laughs> Elizabeth, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for doing this. Elizabeth Piper S. is co-writer, producer, and she's also the lead, Sophia Hapgood. Thank you for having me. Clifton Dunn, who plays Jeff Greenwood. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Paul Sheehan, who uh, plays Connor McLeod. How are we doing, folks? Glenn McLeod. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Lydia Kalman, actress who plays Emily Smith. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for doing this. Terry Alexander, Dr. Mantis Toboggan. This is a very good Hey, movie. hey, hey. Hello. Good to be here. Good to have you here. Uh, Benjamin Frankenberg, who plays James Hapgood. Hey, everybody. Good to see you. And Eileen Dietz, Emily's mother and Demon Voices. A demon? I'm playing a demon? I know. It's uh, <laughs> really getting out of, uh, fancy, out of character there. Fancy that. <laughs> Is that old hat for you, Eileen? Or? Well, it's never old, but it might be hat. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, what the hell expression is that old hat? Is I don't know. Like a, I didn't make a it up. Fedora or something like that? No, it's, um, I do it a lot, but I love it. I mean, it's no problem, really. You know, yeah. it's, it's what I do. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I do these greetings that, mm-hmm. you know, for happy birthdays and stuff like that. And uh, it's always a demon voice, you know, to do that. They don't want me. They just want to Zeus. <laughs> oh well, I, I we want you here, Tristan. And I we're happy to have you. Hey, I'm playing a queen of the clowns for Clown Motel Two. Oh, really? Well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, she's bitchy and haughty. I never played a part like that before, so I'm really <laughs> excited. That's yeah. Todd Sheets. Oh, no, yeah, I'm sorry. Todd Sheets is Clownado. Oh God, Joseph Kelly. Oh, Clown. okay. Motel right. Two. <laughs> Todd Sheets also a good guy, though. I know him. So. Oh, Todd's great. He's mm-hmm. great. So first of all, the dark offerings. Can you give people an idea of what this movie is about who, are, who aren't aware yet? Definitely. Um, it is the first feature-length horror film that was shot completely in quarantine and adhering to all social distance guidelines. Um, and the basic plot is um, Sophia Hapgood is thrust into a horrifying world after her brother James brings her into a fatal situation. 
he passes a demon to her that she must spread to others within six days or else they both die. Sophia must make a choice to either save her brother or find a way to end the curse. Um, and that's the basic plot line of, of the Dark Offerings. Mm-hmm. So uh, how did everyone here get involved in the, in the film? I know you know uh, some, some of the people beforehand and worked with them before. Yeah, yes. Is, uh, I mean, most of the people we've, we've worked with, with before, but, um, you know, but then there's also people here that we've been dying to work with. Um, you know, I'd worked with, uh, Liz and I both have worked with uh, Terry on, um, a, uh, on our award-winning film called The Last Call. Um, we've worked with, with Lydia on, um, on a web series called Janus and the Golden Fleece. Paul's been in almost everything that we've done and we've been dying to work, you know, with, with, with Ben and with, um, with Clifton and Eileen and everybody else. And, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, he said, uh, Paul, he said, you've been in almost everything he's, uh, he's done. So what is it like working with Marcus? I assume you must enjoy it. Uh, No, I, I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment if Mm -hmm. truth be told. (laughs) Um, yeah, I've known Marcus for about eight years now. Um, I've been here as long uh, in the U.S. And we just, you know, we found an affinity for for all things horror, all, all things cinema, really. Um, and Marcus, Liz, and myself just really, really clicked. And, uh, you know, they, they found a guinea pig that they could, you know, continually kill and have him throw himself over tables and various other objects and, and whatnot. So, you know, that for me just signaled fun from, from the get-go. So that, that was it, you know, yeah. they had me, they had me right there. So, so it's a good skill yeah. set to have. Well, I mean, it's definitely grown. If I told you some of the things that we've done in the space of time that I've known the guys now, you'd, uh, you'd definitely chuckle. So, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know no no expenses spared uh, in in the dark offerings either, uh, and not not just not just with myself. Uh, there's a lot of uh, really really cool set pieces that people will be uh, treated to when they see this movie. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see how people react, and and it's wonderful to see the level of creativity with with Marcus and Liz continue to rise with each subsequent project. So it's, it's an honor to get to work with them and also to be in, in a billing with some of these legends that's, that are sitting in, in this chat with us right now. You know, it's, uh, it's always been a thing. I want to work with people who are better than me, that bring out the best in me and, uh, you know, just have fun at the end of the day. So that's, that's where I'm at. It's a good place to be. Along what he just said there, Terry, what's that, you know, like to work with, uh, with new upcoming directors and, and actors? Oh, Marcus is very, very talented. Liz, they both are just wonderfully, wonderfully talented. And they, their expression is easy and clear. So to work with that kind of energy is awesome. There's not a professor type or tell you what to do type. It's a kind of freedom they elicit and give you when you're working. It really is quite beautiful and quite easy. Uh, Marcus writes on a lot of different levels. He gives you levels in the writing so you can play more than just one thing. There's a lot of inward stuff, a lot of subtext going on in work. So man, I, I love that stuff. You, you can't beat it. Sorry. No, be sorry. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eileen, had you worked with Marcus anyway, before? I, You're going, no. sorry. But I'm going to again, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> 
You have to um, now. It's it's on video. No, I was just going to say, just as an actress or actor, working with a good script makes your life so much easier. And auditions, too. When you get all these self-tape auditions now, you can't even talk to anybody. Ooh. But working with a good script, it just makes it so much easier. And you can, it just kind of, right? It kind of, it kind of flows and happens. And there's not a lot of work you have to do because it's all there on the page. And I don't know, my acting teacher always said the, the, you know, the writer was the most important thing. The script is the most important thing. And then you, you go, I mean, even God said, first is the word. <laughs> um, but I mean, I really, really feel that way when it, when it's like you were saying, Paul, when it's a good script, it makes your life so much easier. And what he wrote for my demon was great. There were, like you said, there were all kinds of levels. It just wasn't, hello, I'm here. You know what I mean? There were all, this demon had all kinds of levels of, of, of fear and laughter and hysteria, you know, and stuff like that. And so that's what I'm saying, Marcus. You wrote, and Elizabeth, you wrote a very good script. And Thank the you. minute that you read it, and I mean, that's why I said yes. I read the script and I went, oh, i got to be part of this. Mm -hmm. It's very I'm demonic red with sunglasses on Marcus. <laughs> very demonic red sunglasses on Marcus. <laughs> I just love red. I mean, you know, poster. I mean, red, red's one of my favorite colors, and yeah. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. You know? I can't think of anything that would be red that I love. I just, you know. No, along like working, working with, uh, finally being able to work with Marcus and Liz, we actually. And same with Paul. Paul and I auditioned for the same part in a feature film with Marcus. Like, God, how long ago was that now? Five, five or six years ago? Seven years, maybe. Six oh. or seven. No wonder my hips hurt. Interesting. Um, <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, so it, it's just, I don't know. I find it, it was just, it's kind of such a, kind of shows how the, how the business works. Because it's not the first time that's happened where just in an audition that uh, Marcus and I kind of, clicked and we did get to work on on set uh, one day with that but that's just one day you know so it was it was really a treat and I don't know it's just kind of a, a unique business in that way that's something that kind of come to fruition years and years down the road and it kind of all just works out for the best so I, I don't know I as soon as Marcus and Liz both hit me up kind of saying hey we want to want to shoot something during this crazy unprecedented time and i was like all right i'm not doing anything uh, <laughs> i might as well you know but then and then kind of like what eileen said then actually reading the script and i was like oh we're we're really doing this and then seeing who we got attached and who i got had the pleasure of working with it was just i don't know that there's there's a, a very unique team element to everybody on this set that i don't find on a lot of sets and that that also makes the work 10,000 times easier when there's that trust involved, especially with dealing with such heavy material. Um, trusting each other is, I don't know, it, it was very nice and comforting, knowing that I could go to a, a place within myself that I had every, that everybody had my back and I had their back, like it, or backs, pardon me. Um, it's just, it was unique to this set, and I, I hope it's the first of very many projects that we all get to shoot together. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I was tell I was telling Marcus that particularly with this kind of work that we're doing, you have to feel safe because you have to feel absolutely safe and know that someone's watching you and saying, 
um, oh, no, 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 that's too much. Keep, you know, take it down a little bit or, you know, that's exactly the right direction you're going. Give us a little more. And as an actor, if you can feel safe like that because you don't know what's going on, you know, on the other side, it's right. It's heaven. It's, it's absolutely heaven. It lets us be in the moment, you know, and not, not end game and worry about all the other lovely gaffing and cinematography stuff, you know. <laughs> Even though that was kind of a unique thing with this project, we kind of all had to do that in a sort of way of virtually setting shots up, virtually doing all the gaffing and everything. That's something very new. And it definitely was a little bit intimidating and not having that same energy of being on set. It's when you have a 50 to a hundred person crew, it makes, it makes the work kind of a little bit easier to feed off of that energy. So this was a, challenging in a very unique way which was which was good mm-hmm. no, yeah, we'll said, go ahead. Go ahead. i was just saying because you brought up virtual a couple times uh for people who you know don't know exactly what you're talking about here how did you film the movie you know during the pandemic marcus i'm gonna leave that one to you bro <laughs> yeah. it's a secret <laughs> it's no, a well, secret <laughs> i mean i mean we we got very very creative um you know, with, with, with film, with filming this film, um, we did it through like a mix of like video chats and mix in self tapes and all that type of thing. And, uh, we're, we're, we've been piecing it all together to kind of make, to make this narrative of the story and telling and all that. Um, so we've been using a lot of different Hey, What's that? Can you hear? Is Did it, you hear me? Or I couldn't hear him. Oh, okay. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I heard you fine. Oh, okay. So, um, so, so what we did was we did it with, um, you know, like, like through, uh, we were putting together the film together through like a mix of like video chats and self tapes and you're mute, Marcus, you're mute. Wait, what? Right. No, I, I, can you I guys hear him? I can yeah, hear him. I hear him. Yeah. Can you hear us, Eileen? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, maybe Eileen can't hear any of us. Can you I hear can us, hear Eileen? Can you hear I can hear everybody else. Marcus, oh, really? something. You can't hear me? Now I can. Oh, okay. oh. Well, if I talk like this, then I just... There you go. I sound like a radio announcer. No, no. <laughs> but you went totally mute on me. And where's your headset that you had on last time? Oh, I, I got... Uh, that oh, one's yeah, this huge like... hair, uh, uh, headset on. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I decided against that one this time. I think they were bigger than yours, weren't they? Yeah. You're going to give me a complex. I'm going to get some earbuds. Or something. <laughs> you look great. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I just wanted to say, when you're doing this kind of thing, too, you have to do your own makeup. Oh, I mean, okay. it gives women, and I know with me, it gives me an excuse to take a shower and wash my hair <laughs> right. and put makeup on. Yeah, I, like, I haven't done God. a movie, so it's been months for me. You know, I don't know. <laughs> like, get out of your pajamas, you know, or your sweats. And everybody's putting on weight because sweats are so big and elastic and stuff. But no, on things like this, uh, you have to do your own makeup and you have to get used to it. And, you well, know, right. Also in a, in a time like what we're all going through, the whole world, this, this was such a saving grace to be able to focus on what we all love to do. I mean, that was, we're, we're a select few of people in the entire industry that were actually able to work during this time. I mean, I, I'm the only one of all, I mean, all my friends here, but also my other friends in the industry 
everything shut down for obvious reasons. So I, I mean, we're incredibly lucky and kind of blessed to be able to, to do what we love during this time. Cause I was, I was losing my freaking mind. I was losing it. So this, this kind of straightened me back out and kind of made me happy again, you know? Mm-hmm. A, friend of, mine, a friend of mine said, you know, I'm going crazy. And I wanted to say, and now you're different than you were before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were all crazy before. And now we have an excuse. All right. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. I, I agree. Elizabeth and Marcus, then, did you have, did you know when you were writing the script that this is how it was going to be filmed? Or was it something you read, you were, you were writing before uh, all this happened? Well, uh, the whole process was very interesting. Um, <clears throat> we, we both knew that we wanted to shoot something. Um, like they said, we were going out of our minds, <laughs> needed something to do. I had a traumatic experience uh, dealing with COVID-19. So um, that kind of really gave us the push we needed to, um, to do something. And, uh, you know, Marcus had the idea of doing a demon film, a uh, short film. And I said, no, let's, let's go all out. Let's, let's do a feature. Let's do this right. So we sat down. Uh, we started, like, bullet pointing everything that happened. And it just, you know, it, it flew out of us. Um, and then put it all on paper. Within two weeks, we had a script, um, you know, and we changed a little things here and there but it was it was done and then we called all of these beautiful people up and said hey you want to do something they're like yes let's do it <laughs> so and, it, and that's that's what happened and it kind of just steamrolled from there i mean like like i mean like aside from i mean we we got an amazing cast here i mean everyone here you know um but you know we also had michael and jason levy from terrifier <laughs> and abnormal attraction who are absolutely amazing we Tina. had lisa rose um, we had, um, uh, someone else who we had worked with, uh, Tina, um, Nikolova, I believe is how you say her last name, um, who's also in Janice and played one of the great sisters with Lydia. You know, we had Tamara Glynn. We got, we got to work with like a beautiful ensemble of people and it kind of, you know, originally we didn't really expect to get all these people and it just kind of ended up happening and we've just been, yeah. you know. It, it became above our expectations and beyond it, it was perfect mm-hmm. it's yeah. the law of attraction yeah no it really is somebody puts out something good and it's a law of attraction we all want to be part of. i neil i'm going to tell you really this mm-hmm. script is great <laughs> i read a lot of horror scripts and yeah. this you guys hold your ears but um <laughs> it's a, it, it's a wonderful script and it's written so perfectly for, for the social distancing and, and you know and everything that's going on it, it, it's such an incredible idea and it couldn't be better you know that she's got to pass this demon on to six other people so mm-hmm. why not how do you do that you mm-hmm. talk to them online <laughs> well, I'm feeling worried right now but uh... <laughs> <laughs> you should be <laughs> you should be <laughs> Uh, James Lamont here in, in the chat. He says, uh, "How were makeup effects handled with social distancing?" 
Uh, very intricately. <laughs> Basically, I went to each person and said, you know, well, we, we looked at what was in our script and we said, okay, this person's going to need this. This person's going to need this. Let's ask them what they have in their house first. So we went from there and said, you know, do you have these easy to get things? They said, yes. If they didn't, um, we asked them if it was okay to ship them something. If it was, um, we shipped it to them. And what kind of things? Um, mainly blood. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's got amazing blood. I've heard yeah, this. Yeah, I've heard this. And it tastes great. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It tastes great. It's edible. Really, yeah. You can, it comes out of everything carpet, cement, floor. literally. In fact, the behind-the-scenes photo that we have released, um, which is, it, it's not a shot from the film, but it was on the last day of shooting, um, there was so much blood that soaked into our carpet. Um, and I mean, like, it was like a half gallon of blood. It was just soaked into this carpet. And because we were so exhausted, it got left there for four days. Now, normally, that means carpet's got to get thrown out. And it... 20 minutes it was gone it was yeah. out, just water it was it was insane i i honestly thought this carpet was done <laughs> uh, for fellow filmmakers who were watching this and would like to get some of that blood where could they get that cine blood type o dot biz right uh, they can get, the plug. <laughs> get it baby <laughs> <laughs> i'm on instagram i'm on facebook um or they can just go to the website cine blood type o.biz excellent yeah uh, i'll ban by the way because uh, no it's great now in the old days mm -hmm. what were you saying sorry what'd you say eileen uh, no i was gonna say in the old days blood would not come out mm. and you had to um you had to be really really careful and um then right Elizabeth, and then they had two kinds of blood the kind that could come out and the kind that wouldn't come out. And you can make your own blood out of um, dish detergent and vegetable coloring, which was great. Gave you the right texture, gave you the right feeling, but it doesn't come out. And it's, well, there was a real diva that was around on the set. I mean, she was a real diva. Uh -huh. And they put the wrong blood on her face and it went all over her hair and she had to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one other thing I'll say about it, and I won't say if it was me or if it was another cast member, because I'm not going to spoil Jack Diddley squat, um, but somebody or myself might have gotten a lot of this blood in their eye, and it was totally fine. It was totally fine. Little little dabbage, and it was all good. Like I, it's a, I've worked with a lot of blood, and it is definitely, thank you. I, I always have, like, the, I always expect the worst with anything on set. And then I get pleasantly surprised. So yeah, it was it was it was awesome. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, I liked you. Thank you. I mean, but the blood they make now, right? It was. I mean, I think it all washes out, right? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, You're the I, expert, Liz. Seriously, like, you know all that I, stuff. Just the blood like, yeah. point. Um, no, I think there's some bloods out there that wash off, but mine is edible. It comes out of everything. Um, well, that helps because you get a lot of blood in your it mouth. It does. It'll save productions lots and lots of money, which yeah. they're always oh. happy about. Oh. Well, I've been shot a couple times, and if it's cold outside, you know, that blood is really cold. Oh, <laughs> coming, oh man. <laughs> it's coming through a tube or it comes whichever way they decide to do it, yeah. right? And oh. a 
I was shooting a film up in Idaho, but um, it was cold. <laughs> Not only am I dying, but oh, cold. <laughs> See, yeah, that's what actors have. Actors go through a lot of painful and funny stuff to, to do what we do. They do. Uh, uh, Benjamin, uh, they, they said that they always wanted to work with you. They've been wanting to work with you for a while. So uh, how, did, how did you know them beforehand and what interested you in, the, in this uh, project? Um, Marcus and I have some mutual friends. Um, uh, another director that I worked with on a feature a few years back um, introduced us. And uh, I'm a horror movie buff. So Marcus and I naturally got along real well. Um, I don't know why he wants to work with me. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You have nice hair. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he it's the only uh, uh, that people will hire me for, so. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Marcus and Liz are great. Uh, I love them both. And um, if you can work with people that you enjoy the company of in, like, the day-to-day, -day, like, that's the dream, right? Yep. Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, Lydia, what interested you in the you know, project? And what was it like? Unfortunately. I'm sorry, no, I was going to say, there's a lot of, lot of directors in the indie market that um, if you're making an independent film and going through all that work and stuff like that, um, in my opinion, you better like what you're doing. And most people who are making indie films, making indie horror anyway, really love what they're doing. And it's a pleasure to be around them because they're, you know, the guys, the producers, writers, all those people, they they're sacrificing a lot to make these movies. And when, when they're passionate and they make a fun set, it, it's the best. It's the best. And I think it's indie horror that is the best. Mm -hmm. Of course, I don't know about you guys. But <laughs> no, I agree with that completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I met Trista was through an independent film. So, and Trista, did you have a question? I do, but were you going to ask Lydia something? Yeah, I was asking what Lydia what, yeah, because I want to get her involved here. Lydia, what uh, what interested you in the project, and what was it like to film a, a movie like this? Um, well, I, um, as Marcus mentioned, I worked with um, him, Elizabeth, and Tina as well, um, who's also part of this cast. Um, we shot a pilot, which, coming up soon, stay tuned, that's another thing on the horizon, Janice and the Golden Fleece. Um, I had an absolute blast over two days. It felt like, even though I just met Marcus and Elizabeth, it felt like I was just hanging out with like best friends and we're all just like having fun doing this thing because this is what we love to do. And so when Marcus reached out, you know, he said they have this script, they have this part that they loved me for, would I be interested? And like Clifton was saying, it's like, well, I don't have anything else going on. <laughs> so yes, do I want to do something that I, you know, my life's passion performing? Yes, of course. Um, very interesting for me because I, um, at that time, and I'm back up now because 4th of July is coming up, a little family barbecue upstate. Um, but I was uh, blessed enough to be able to quarantine in upstate New York at my mom's. Um, and she's my best friend in the world. So, I mean, to be able to spend all that time with your best friend, you know, can't ask for anything better. Um, but it was interesting filming here at my mom's because with some of the more dramatic scenes, my poor mom, I think I gave her like a heart attack. She thought I was going to, you know, uh -huh. things were going to be broken and destroyed in my room. And <laughs> half the house is going to be falling down. And <laughs> she's not used to film stuff being filmed. Right. <laughs> so that was a new experience for her. And definitely for me, I mean, filming a feature film in the house that I grew up in, it's, 
it's definitely a surreal experience. On the one hand, it feels, you know, being that this is where I grew up, it feels natural and, you know, and, and whatnot. But on the other hand, it's, it's definitely strange because now when I'm here, it feels like I'm in my childhood home, but I'm also revisiting this film set that I just worked on. So <laughs> it was definitely, it was definitely surreal and, and different and strange, but in the best of ways. It was a lot of fun. I thought I recognized one of those flags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my Rockford Peaches. Yeah, I'm back. I, I went back to, to down to New York again to my apartment to, you know, catch up on life there, mail and whatnot. But now I'm back up here because, you know, we'll have a little little family outdoor barbecue for the 4th of July and stuff. So that's Enjoy the great thing the- about my hometown being, you know, it's just like two and a half hours away from New York City. So it's easy to kind of bounce back and forth. God. Enjoy the family time. Enjoy yeah. the family time. I I don't know when I'm going to be at all my families in California, so I don't know Ooh, when oh, Jesus. Yeah. to see them. What part of California? Oh, they're uh, split up between San Diego and uh, and San Francisco now. But I grew up in San Diego. Um, oh wow! In, in LA and everything, and then I don't know why I moved to New York. I don't know work. <laughs> Uh, I love New York. Oh my God. It's amazing. And I wouldn't have, that, that was, it's kind of like the unique vibe of New York. Cause I'm not trashing LA at all. I, I love LA, you know, but there's such a, there's such a diverse group of people in New York that I, I don't know. I, I tend to connect a little bit better with, with the New York film scene than I do with the LA film scene. I, I, um, I don't know. And I, and I'm trying to figure out why, cause I sure would love to be able to have lunch with my, you know, brother or my niece every now and again, that'd be fantastic. Um, but I, I just, I'm addicted to New York. I just, uh, the work scene here, the hustle is, I don't, it, it's very addictive in, in a very good way. Um, I get obsessive with my work and I think we all are. That's why we work so well together. We're freaking perfectionists and I'm doing way better about not cussing. I hope you all notice that. Hey. <laughs> it's fine though. You could, you could cuss here if you like. Oh, fuck it. Jesus. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's the old Clifton that we know. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, so, Tristan, did you have a question? I'm sorry. Oh, no, don't be sorry. Um, I, I feel like I'll certainly have a lot more questions after the, I see the film, which I'm eager to see. Um, I do have a bit of an offshoot, if you guys don't mind. Um, so Eileen, I, I think you and I and Felissa actually contributed uh, to the same book, which is um, my favorite horror movie. And um, for the viewers and the listeners, I think today might be the last day. So uh, we've all, uh, we're, there's a fundraiser for Black Lives Matter um, and you can purchase the book, uh, My Favorite Horror Movie, which has, um, oh yeah, that's a great shot. Oh, you have it framed? That's beautiful. Yeah, it's framed. So, um, they gave it to me you, this way. Do you want to talk more about the series? Um, I'd love to talk about that for a second, if you don't mind, Neil. No, no, not at all. Of course not, yeah. Is it going, is it looking good? Can you see yeah. it? Everything? Yeah, it looks beautiful. <laughs> I just happened to, have, okay. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, there's three books, right? It's a trilogy, um, and it's all kinds of horror creators, and they're talking about their favorite horror movies. And I know that the fundraiser was going through June, so I think there's a chance today is the last day to order it. But uh, but is the fundraiser, I, I think so. The, um, 
I just know it said through June. So I guess if there's more, uh, I'm just not sure if they're extending it right now, which is why I wanted to bring it up. You said it's, but, what is it called again? Because I'll literally, right after we're done with this, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. How, how can we purchase it? Great. Thank you so much. So it's called My Favorite Horror Movie. Okay. And then uh, there's three books. Um, yeah. And the links are on the Without Your Head uh, page, yeah. I believe. And I'll put it right under this, uh, under the video, yeah. too. Well, you know, actually what it was is Christian Ackerman, who did this all with his own money and his own thing. He just wanted to do it. He just asked all kinds of people in the horror community, writers, producers, makeup people, you actors, name it. And they asked us to write an essay on how we became involved in horror movies and what excited us. And so that's what the three books are. And they're really fascinating. I mean, anybody that's – where's my water? Um, anyway, that was him. Uh, but um, it's, 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 it's a fascinating thing. And like, um, like she just said, right now a whole bunch of money is going to um, Black Lives Matter. Uh, every percentage of every book gets bought. And I guess you can go online. If, if nothing else, look up Christian Ackerman. A-C-K-E-R-M-A-N. And on his website, I'm sure you can find it. I wonder if it says anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the link right uh, with the video so people can uh, click on Thank it. You. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. you. Thank you. I mean, seriously. Yeah, everybody. Uh, and I said to Christian, because I just, he came to my house and I signed 25 books for him a couple weeks ago. And I said, how the hell? Did you get all these actors to sign things for free? I mean, nobody does that. And um, it's partly his personality, partly his passion, partly his, um, you know, his dedication. That and the cause. I think do. the cause attracts a lot of people. It's something we all care a lot about. Yeah, but it wasn't all Black Lives Matter. He was still selling stuff before the donation, wasn't he? Yeah, but I, I think the most recent time that everyone uh, autographed was specifically for the fundraiser. But you're right. Even before the fundraiser, he got a lot of people together. He's really great at bringing people together. I mean, he got Tom Holland from, you know, Terratum and like you said, Felicia and like um, all kinds of people. I mean, you name it. He got people to do it. It's, it's amazing. And they're fun essays. So, you know, like if you don't have a lot of time to read, you can just sit down and read a couple of the essays if you want to buy it. Yeah, very good. So, um, Lennon, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, no go on. Hold on. I, I had a I had a geeky question actually for Terry because um, Terry's the man. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, you better know. Uh, <laughs> stop. Stop. Oh, well, I'll never stop. You stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, how how did you? meet with with Marcus again because I heard rumors that you came out of uh, retirement because Marcus and Elizabeth are so epic. It's the truth. I was under my rock, not bothering anybody. Okay? <laughs> and, and Marcus sent me a most extraordinary piece of literature. And I said, wow, this is really excellent. Hmm, now let's get together and collaborate. And he's so open and so cool. It just was a perfect fit. I mean, you, you're extremely talented too, working with you in, in well, we read a script together called, yes, you, 
you were very talented too, but, but they were just, uh, uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I was really. And then they gave me a little extra time, I had time to work on it and uh, get the ideas fleshed out. And uh, it just worked perfectly. We, we ran with it, we shoot and run, run and shoot. And uh, it was great, great, awesome experience to do it with them. Uh, so right I'm, I'm looking forward to the next project after this too, man. I really yeah. am. Looking I'm looking forward to Janice, man. I'm letting my hair grow long. He's really gotten you out of the rock. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. No putting you back. Oh, yeah. running, um... I slip under there real easy, too easy. So, well, they, they're as uh, from a performance and i know everyone will second me on this because it, it, it was so nice to be able going back kind of with the trust element marcus and elizabeth like again there's obviously certain issues sometimes with producers and everything not wanting improv or to change the script yeah. but there was such a collaboration with improv on this um that if that if we were something happened in the moment that was organic like it was totally fine to run with it yeah. And I've that, heard, I've heard rumors that there's an entirely alternate cut of the movie with all of uh, Clifton's improvisation in there. I've heard that's how much improv we have. Oh, I did not hear this, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> but that's unique, though. You know, that's not that can't happen on a normal set. One for time restrictions, but also just producers breathing down our necks all the time, which is fine. I'm not talking smack on producers, PGA. Um, <laughs> um, but, but it's that's that's very unique, and it, and it's it just kind of shows the the collaboration that that mindset that Marcus and Elizabeth have, and it's it's so nice and refreshing, if you will. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely second that because you know I understand, especially with with you know big budget things, producers. I understand that you know with time constraints and you know, they have a specific vision or, or whatever, like this is where it has to be. But it is, it is refreshing to have that opportunity every once in a while to just go wherever the creative juices, you know, kind of lead you and, and whatever, whatever you're, you know, just really feeling and be able to take off on that creative flow. It's, I'd, it love, was, to, the, the, I'd love to third that. I'd love to third that because I think uh, the concept itself really lended itself to play. And I think given the period that we just went through, uh, you know, and we're crawling out of it slowly but surely, I think everybody needed to have a good play. And that was the one thing that I took away from this project. It was that we just, you know, we had a clear goal. We knew we wanted to tell a story, but there were so many wonderful moments that came from it, um, just purely by letting ourselves go. And bear in mind, we all did that alone but we were together and alone, but together is how I sum this project up in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it, it, it definitely goes back to what I was talking about before that safety issue. Cause I mean, we've all seen finished projects where you can tell it's improv and it's really boring because you don't know, but if you have that strong director that can give you the freedom to improvise, but then stops you. And I promise, do you know Thomas Churchill, Neil? Yeah. He makes a whole bunch of films. And yeah. I promise I'd mention uh, Amityville Harvest because he was like that on the script, that it was very tight, but it was also loose. But uh, anyway, I compliment you, Elizabeth and Marcus, again, because you have to put a handle on improv. 
because actors will go nuts, right? <laughs> we'll just keep talking and talking and talking, you know. Never. It's called <laughs> yeah, or paraphrasing, right? Well, no, I'm just acting. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna paraphrase that whole section. And, you know, and three days later, you're still paraphrasing <laughs> your stuff. So you really need to have some, right? Really, uh, Elizabeth and, and Marcus, you have to have a strong hand to say, you know, okay, that's enough. Right, guys? Am I right? Writer, oh, writer directors, yeah. Yes. Writer directors are, are good ones are rare. You're absolutely right. And Marcus's head is doing both things at once. So he'll hear it, listen to it, and then say, yes, that fits. Let's do it that way. That's directing and writing at the same time. It's really uh, quite special to be around that kind of vibration. It really is cool. So I enjoy that quite a bit um, because I come from the theater and, you know, like you say, the word is important. The word is everything. And uh, I know what that means. And his words were very succinct and I had to stick to him. But he let me in and do a little bit. And we talked about it. Uh, that's the way it should be. You know, it should be a collaboration and, works best that way mm-hmm. uh, I mean, how big is your ego now marcus elizabeth <laughs> oh we're stroking it we're yeah stroking i know it. it's kind of hard to move like i'm afraid like, we're gonna break the wall <laughs> but you guys keep going it's totally, it's totally <laughs> happy <laughs> how does that uh, how does the co-writing like process work Two people writing, you know, the script together. I mean, we're stuck in a room together, so it works out pretty well. Uh (laughs) There's nowhere to go, so it's just literally like, all right, well, what else are we going to do? Now we're going to do this, and we're going to do it right now. So (laughs) let's, you know, let's bullet point this all out, and then this person's going to say this, and that's going to make this happen. So then, you know, let's uh, start moving in this direction. But maybe this person wouldn't quite feel this way so okay let's change that now and it 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 became a life of its own it it really did um and things that we thought were gonna happen didn't at all yeah (laughs) and it it just became yeah it it became our baby (laughs) and that's kind of the thing like like liz and i i mean i mean we're married but we've also known each other for 11 years now 10 years now Oh, at least at least a full generation. So like, so, like, we know each other's strengths, we know each other's weaknesses, and because of it, you know, it, it's about that whole trust thing, and then it's about you know being able to just open up and being able to say, uh, this idea, this idea just doesn't work, and being able to take that and be like, okay, well, let's move on and we'll change it to this and that, and that's kind of what we were able to do with this, you know, was you know like like like, like we would come up with a scene, and then you know like one of us would. Bring write the scene and then hand over the script then you know like the other person would go through that scene you know and mess with the scene and then we both would sit down together and go through that and kind of do the best of both worlds you know and kind of polish it out and then that's kind of how this whole script kind of came and just flowed out of us you know but it's also about knowing the people too like we kind of you know like 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 we knew we knew people we knew um kind of like you know like, like different things that they we we felt that they could definitely be able to play but also also allowed us to also allow them to be able to just improv and because i as the director i prefer to have people fall, become the characters and let them 
kind of explore those characters. You know, there's nothing worse than having to be like, well, this is who you're playing and you have no say on who you're playing. You just have yeah. to play them this way. I feel like that takes actors and makes them feel kind of more like puppets. And I don't want puppets. I want, you know, if someone's cast in a film that we're doing, they should feel that they are cast because they are becoming that character, not because, oh, we just want to use you for this. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was also just fate. I mean, we started writing these people out and, you know, we took things from our past. We took things from, you know, other people's experience from our own. And we just kind of fleshed out these characters and we're like, who, who do we know that's like this? Mm. Or that could that could really do this role well. And it just like, bam, bam, bam. We, we knew exactly who we wanted. And then once we had that idea, we're like, okay, yeah, they can do this. Let's, let's go further, you know. Did you write so, the yeah. And now I was just gonna say, did you get a lot of, um, hey, you can't kill me off this early. I, I wanna <laughs> stay and play, no, come everybody, on. Everybody was, everything yeah. we, we actually yeah and people that that do die we won't say who we won't say how many um but like people were down to die and like you know that's kind of something that that, I, that we find when with horror films is that people that love to be in horror films they also love to die in horror films because <laughs> i think it would be film. different in a series because then you're written out of the series or it's a, a movie that is true film. that is true a lot of people aren't happy about getting written out of Walking Dead, which I still love. But. <laughs> you got flashbacks, though. You can always do the flashback. And, and that is true. It's not that is true. the be-all, end-all, but yeah, it sucks. You're yeah. absolutely right. Evil yeah. twin can come back. You never know. Yeah, right. Exactly. I want to be in the sequel. I want to be in the sequel. Wait a minute. You can't kill me off. No. We don't kill you off. What are you talking about? Yeah. Are you well, alive? Plus, are you dead? Yeah. I know you're a demon voice. Demon. I don't know if you can literally kill demons. That I can what? Yes, we said you're a demon. The de You're also the voice of demons in the movie. I'm not sure you can just kill off demons. So no, they can't you kill could. a demon. They so, always yeah, come so back. They always find a way. I wish I could, you know. No, you can't kill a demon, but there's some people, demon, demonic people, I'd like to kill in real life. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't True. want this video to, like, be evidence in a courtroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny she says that, though, because we do want to do a sequel. We already uh -huh. have one in mind. And a prequel with that as well. So. Oh wow! What, yeah. what's and you, Neil, you know Elizabeth's also an actress in the film, right? Yeah, I was going to ask if, if she wrote the yeah, role. Not of only she write it and produce it and do makeup yeah. and stuff like that, but she also plays the lead. When yeah, did, they're all leads. Did you write the movie. character for yourself, knowing that you were going to play it? Um, no, not originally. Um, I we looked at who we wanted in terms of males, females, um, or just people in general. And then uh, we started, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> we started designating that later, but we just looked at who we wanted to do. And we were like, okay, well, what, you know, what set would we have the most control over that we could do the most? Well, let's see, you know, what we have going on, who's going to die <laughs> or who's going to live and that we can, you know, do a lot with. Mm -hmm. So, um, then I ended up as Sophia. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
I'm well, very happy for that too. Yeah, me too. Neil, she is a brilliant actress, and she's a chameleon, and she can change, like, all over the place. So uh, it's, it's just a pleasure to work with her, man. And I'm, I've been out here too long. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the movie. What's, like, the, uh, the tone of the movie? Is it a, a serious horror around. movie? It's yeah. very suspense horror. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, the characters are so, the characters as they flesh out, mm -hmm. you know, you see them and you watch the interaction and they all carry their own inner demons as well. And that's what's so unique about it. Uh, it's just wonderful. I, I know Paul had a great time with this and I know Cliff, they must direct because I love those characters, man. And when I read it, I said, go ahead. So, guys. <laughs> Well, it's like, like, well, like what you're saying, I was going to say that the, their, every character, there's like this facade that gets put up and as it goes, they start to crumble. Yes. Um, and it's kind of, I, I don't know, I feel like there's parallels, like kind of, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know if that's a spoiler for It. I hope by now everybody's freaking seen It. Like, oh, yeah. It, oh, with Pennywise, yeah, I think people. Yeah, like, if you haven't seen It, like, you see. He's not just a clown. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like a lot of the scariest stuff in that film, it's not even the clown. It's like mm -hmm. the twisted things that the parents do to the kids and all that stuff. And I, I love that element that kind of just shows that the real wretchedness of humanity is almost even more terrifying than <laughs> this crazy, you know? So I, there, there might be or there might not be elements of that in this. Maybe not, maybe, I don't know. Question. Um, I, I have a question to ask you guys, Liz, and, and when can we expect to see this movie? Well, currently, we are heavily... Good question, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. I should have had that, that in my notes, um, We are working every single day because obviously there is nothing else we can do because of everything going on, but <laughs> we are literally working 12-hour, even longer days, and we are chopping the whole film together. Mm -hmm. We're going, we're cutting the scenes. Um, we are hoping, um, you know, it all depends upon the world, but we're hoping to have a trailer out. Um, we are screening um, this film right behind me, um, The Last Call at New Jersey Horror Con, oh, cool. um, which is at the end of September, if it still happens, as uh, you know, um, with everything we have storm. But we're also hoping to drop the trailer for this film there as well. Um, so we want to be able to have the trailer ready by you know, within a couple of months. We're hoping to have a, a full cut of the film basically ready to go within a month. We're probably, we're, we're, we don't want to stop. Like, like we're not, like we are literally every single day we're working and cutting. So we're hoping. Um, in a month? In a month to have a cut of this, yeah. <laughs> We've already wait, cut it. Wait, wait. Crazy. Yeah, you don't sleep, my brother. <laughs> Oh my God! Got, we have things to do. Yeah, man, we gotta get this movie out there. Like, you got my footage that I sent you, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. It, it, it came like a day late, so so we so so we're, we're yeah. You you cast you cast your bird, you know you recast yes. the bird, right? Yes, it's the parakeet bird. cut. We have a little parakeet, so the parakeet's gonna now play Jeff Greenwood. I support that. I support that decision. Yeah. <laughs> And he talks too. So. Wait, I'm a little confused. The trailer's not going to be done till the end of September, but the film is going to be done in a month. Well, no, no. Well, the thing is, is that we're also talking to the distribution companies right now to to get the film picked up and distributed. Um, so we're we're hoping to have like a cut of the film done in a month, as well as a trailer. But we want to launch the trailer at New Jersey Horror Con. We're hoping. 
Um, and then, you know, hopefully shortly after that, depending upon distribution and all that stuff, hopefully being able to release the film right away. The whole point of making this film was to get something out there. We mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, you know, basically like we're, we're kind of the, the type of people that, you know, when we did Janice and the Golden Fleece, we, there's a whole scene in it where it takes place in a cave and we could not find a cave. We could not, there's no places you could find a cave to shoot in legally um, and safely. Um, and so we built a full cave in our you backyard. You know, when COVID happened and they're like, you guys can't shoot anything. We were just like, fuck it, we're gonna make a movie. Like nothing's gonna stop us, we don't care what it is. So we don't want anything to prevent this film from getting out. And the that's original, the kind of passion we like. I yeah, mean, the original kind of goal was You can to come out to out. LA and you could have come here and shot in the Bronson Caves, but... Um, <laughs> Um, no, that's I, I actually did. I did do a scene there in December for a movie. So, really, mm -hmm. you did what? A scene at at, at, the, at those caves for a movie in December that I filmed in December. Where where so part the, of LA are those in? Um, Bronson Caves. Yeah, yeah. Where where exactly They're is that? Where actually, right near my house. Um, oh really? Yeah. I, I could have came um, and visited you. You could have. <laughs> um, it um the. I don't know how to explain it, but there's there's a beach there's Beachwood Canyon and Beachwood Canyon goes all the way up in the hills past Hollywood land actually. Oh. And um, the caves are way, way above there and around that. Okay, yeah, that they, makes sense. they did the Planet of the Apes. Um, they shot that in the Bronson Caves and um, I did the T V show and I first came out to LA and we Ooh. shot Planet of the Apes. I didn't know that. Um, in the cave, and I didn't know where I was. You know, they I just got into LA, and they said, "Oh, I don't know where it was at the time." But yeah, they they, they shoot a lot of caves at the Bronson Caves. <laughs> that oh, you need. Cool. Yeah. Next time, Mark. Next time you come out here, I'll show you the caves. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. There's uh, something I want to ask Terry. It's uh, not really related to film, but. Are, are you surprised by uh, how mainstream zombies have become in, in the last, you know, like the five years, 10 years? Yeah, I am surprised because, uh, you know, they're running the 50 yard dash in six <laughs> seconds, man. That's surprising to me. Something dead can't move that like that. So right. that's a whole nother kind of zombie, uh -huh. uh, you know, so I, I'm let it happen. You know, Greg Nicotero took up the banner from George, because he was in the movie Day of the Dead, and he was a student of Tom Savini, and they have run with it. It's incredible, really, you know, but we know what zombies are about. Zombies are about, you know, keeping the ugly part of us in the grave, but it keeps springing back up to eat us, you know, so that's going to be a theme for a while in, in many different ways. So, uh, yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the like, best answer ever. I agree. <laughs> so, uh, what is no, it about? Well, it, what, what, I was a, saying, what a, is it about it, demons but, that interests you? But go on, Eileen. I'm sorry. No, no. It's, I said was going to say it's a great time for zombies now because with with this whole epidemic, they can't even bury people. You That's know, right. especially yeah. in New York and like, all you people out there that don't believe in this epidemic, watch it. There's people. There are bodies that are. They can't. They have no not enough room in the crematoriums. They have no yeah. room to bury people. What's you know, the, I know they, that here in New York there was the there's the island off of the Bronx that they 
Well, normally I believe, I believe I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I think the normal time for an unclaimed body before they take it to this place is two months or a month. But there were so many here that they, they had to change that to uh, two weeks. And there was, there's a mass grave up there right now. It's really, it's really sad. It's and it, they're like nameless basically. You know, so it, it's really sad. It's a good time for zombies, though, because where what's going to happen to all these dead people? You know, yeah. I mean, if it is the evil part, well, it's the stupid people that are dying. <laughs> not, not the, I mean, I just think that it's stupid right. people that are dying. Um, yeah, it's not just stupid people are dying, though. It's stupid people are helping other people die, you know, by going out without your mask. Touche, and, sir. Touche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Wear I mean, friends Friends of mine are going to a bar in San Bernardino, like 10 people, before they close the bars. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, it doesn't count in San Bernardino. L.A. is much worse county. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, like, I'm sorry. I get really upset. No, I was, I was shocked they didn't close the beaches here. I, I live on the beach here in New York. If you didn't know there was a surfable beach in New York City, there is. <laughs> <laughs> um, never, they never closed it down here. So all my friends back home were bitching to me that they couldn't surf. I'm like, well, we can here, but it's kind of sketchy. You Which know, beach it, is it? What Rockaway beach, beach. Rockaway Beach. There's all of Long Island as well. Um, and then it, kind of similar to Italy, there was the mass exodus of people leaving Manhattan and going out east to Montauk and stuff. And, it, and then there were flare-ups in Montauk because of that. And it was similar to everybody in the north northern part of italy and going down to the southern part of italy it was it was very similar it's in, it's um it's 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 scary but gotta keep living our lives and doing what we love you know because otherwise what's the point of living so. yeah. well see i'm the opposite of you i grew up in new york city and oh, okay. uh, i started my career in new york city we shot the exorcist in new york city and then i came out to la so i know mm. i know long island and new york city very very well but um i miss it I, uh, Cuomo's a god. I'm, you know, I will get off this. I promise. But Cuomo's a god. He's the only person that's done everything right. Uh, he was. He. He. It was nice to have somebody tell us straight up here because it was. It was very serious in New York, and it was. I did feel like he was the first person to kind of tell tell it straight up how it was, and not trying to sugarcoat or deflect at all. He was like, "It's." I think he quoted. He said, "The next two weeks are going to be hell." I think I think he literally said that in a press conference, and I, I, I respected that personally. Um, he he also said that only five people died one day last week, which I mean, and then he said, "I know five people died, but uh, that was that was a record." Anyway, where are you, Neil and and, and Tr- Trista? Where are you guys based? I'm in Massachusetts. Trista's in well, Trista. I'm in LA. Oh, okay, nice. I went to school at BU. I, 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 uh, where in Mass are you? I'm on the Cape, on Cape Cod. Oh, oh. Out there a bunch. Beautiful. Oh, Cape Cod's fabulous. Yeah, yeah sure it is. is there. A small town called Sandwich, which a lot of people don't think is a real place, but it is. I've driven, I've driven through it. I do know oh, that. Oh, really? Place. Okay. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, 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 I love it out there. Oh my god, is every everything okay with you, your family? Yeah, safe? yeah, everything. Uh, I mean, so I live in a very small town, so. It's, I'm fine. I even go for walks yeah. and stuff. I bring my mask and everything. But uh, yeah, it's relatively fine yeah. here. I know up in Boston, it was, uh, you know, they had a lot of riots and, you know, and, and there's yeah. all the protests about Boston too. I mean, not just protests about now. I mean, protests like people saying to open everything up and 
but I don't have any of that around here. Yeah, I got to say one thing, please, um, that they're finding out that the demonstrations um, mm-hmm. were not what caused the spread of the virus, that because they said if it did, the states that are spiking the most, mm-hmm. uh, as in Florida, Arizona, L.A., Texas, uh, they, they all opened way too early. And that, that's what caused the spike, not the demonstrators. And um, we had 20,000 people demonstrate in Hollywood. And we went to the top of the hill and looked down because we're too old and too scared. <laughs> but um, everybody had masks on. I think 95% of the people had masks in the demonstrations. And yeah. they were old. I think I was the oldest person there. But they had old people, young people, black people, yellow people, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was absolutely the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But everybody was wearing masks. So they're saying it's not the demonstration that, no. that caused all the, the spiking. It's everything else in rallies without masks and stuff like that. Well, it's going to be interesting how we, how, how we make sets work now. Because I don't know if you've read the new SAG guidelines for, for, for set. It's, it's really intense. And it's going to probably, and, you know, obviously estimating, but it's probably going to double the cost of films just solely for having to quarantine all the crew and all the actors. All, like, everybody has to quarantine for two weeks before we shoot. At least, at least a SAG project, right? Isn't that isn't that what it is, Marcus? And, and yeah, it, it's it two weeks before, now, and I don't, two weeks after. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a two week quarantine for every actor and crew member. But yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. New York, for in, in New York City, you have they have to pay, and it's paid. It's yes, paid fourteen days before, then the shoot, <laughs> then paid fourteen days after, and that's wow. because they have to quarantine for everything. But it also means that they can't take out the job. Can't do anything. So they're so it's like you got to pay all your crew and all your cast to come in. And it was something they were talking about doing. I believe I'm probably I don't know. I can't be quite honest with cons as well with certain conventions where they were going to have to have people come in and quarantine, which is like you know you'd have to be crazy to do a convention, don't you guys think? Yeah, I mean it's you know there are a few conventions that I do know that are happening that I've been watching just to see if if they are going to happen what they are going to do with them because conventions are you know the you know I don't want to say it's lifeblood but it's such a beautiful um, way of for horror fans and to honestly you know network you know not just network but honestly a lot of people I know through the show and stuff that's how they make their living Uh, you know they might have been in a horror movie in the 70s or 80s and this is what they do now is they go to conventions and make appearances and without that or I know a lot of vendors too and without that they've really lost they say like 90% of their sales. Oh yeah. my God. 90%? I can't even, I can't even yeah. tell you how many with the, all the conventions that have been postponed or canceled. Oh, sorry. It's, you know. Man, that's brutal. I mean, it's, it's going it, to, I mean, it, every single profession, at least most professions are going to have to shift with this, but we're, I have hope we're a resilient species. Um, I mean, we'll find a way to make it work. I think with, with the, you know, the Spanish flu in 1918, it was about four years before there was a sense of normalcy again. Um, you know, but so it's like, it, it will be okay eventually. It's just, we'll, we'll make adjustments and keep driving forward. And it's not, it's not going to, it didn't stop us from making this film. And I mean, yeah. Yeah. it may be the first, but it's not the last. It's going to be time. And I hope that this actually inspires other filmmakers and stuff to be like that i'm sure in the same boat as all of us we were all i'll speak for myself i was depressed and bummed out just like what the hell am i gonna do you know and 
it, it, it brought life back into me. And so I hope this kind of inspires other filmmakers that this isn't the end. This is just a little shift and kind of the beginning of a new era of film. And I don't know. It's, a, it, it's, it's but they're shooting. Um, they're shooting a lot of, um, a lot. Not, I don't mean lot. I don't know how much a lot is, but mm -hmm. they are shooting non-union films all non -union, over LA. Yes. And, yeah. And yeah, I see a lot of my, I won't name names, but I see a lot of my friends on uh, social media posting about, you know, filming certain things. It'll be you know, the Mahal Brothers came out here and the Mahal Brothers shot a film out here over the weekend. And no, I just know about a lot of films. I'm supposed to shoot a film at the end of August mm -hmm. um, in Nevada. Um, and we'll just see. We'll I, I wouldn't see what happens. But they, they're being very careful, at least. You know, they are practicing social distancing and wearing masks and uh, all the makeup people. I saw a picture. Okay. They're all wearing things. And uh, everybody's really being very, my niece is coming up from Florida. They're shooting a commercial in Malibu in two weeks. So, um, yes, yeah, not new people work? are shooting it, but they are being uh, very, very careful. So, um, is is five core still a thing? Is that it's still, it's still around, right? Because I imagine there's going to be a huge jump in FICOR with this. Because it's like you were saying, you know, there's way more non-union stuff shooting oh, right FICOR now. Oh, FICOR is a definite thing. Yeah. So it's I like mean, I, I'm not going to ask everybody here if they're FICOR, but... Um, no, it's, I, probably it's going to... It, it'll be a huge jump. At least there was for commercial shoots and stuff because they went away from... Just started doing buyouts, which makes sense. Um, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting, but it's not the be-all, end-all shit. The, the commercial strike um, killed the, uh, killed and, and the not, commercial industry. And not just for uh, filmmakers and, and actors, but uh, I think people out there need, you know, content to watch. Uh, if you don't make yes. anything, you want you yeah. want to, you, know, you need some entertainment because everyone's well, in the, the same boat as far as not having things to do and, and getting depressed with the world. Absolutely. And that's why we made this. We, we wanted to get something out there so people – could watch you know it, things are going to be drying up soon with um media film music um and that's this is the time when people need it the most they need that emotional outlet to let things out and have something that they connect with you know that's that's the most important thing that you need in any type of pandemic or chaotic time um you it's, it's everything hey, it's too bad we we don't all have money in netflix <laughs> oh, that would be nice. They're making a fortune, but I think it's a good time to find distribution on films yeah. because they're they're so hungry for material. Yeah, there's yeah. so many yeah. platforms. There are so many streaming platforms now, and they all need content. Well, and and that's kind of the other thing too is that like, you know, like I I feel that like we I've, I've been saying this since the beginning that there is going to be like a new I don't want to say renaissance, but there's going to be a new wave of like creative visceral um and i don't want to see grindhouse i don't think that's the right word but like new age film filmmaking because people are going to have to find ways around making a film the way you used to like you're not going to be able to do like avengers with having a cast and crew you know with 150 extras and stuff like that you've got to find new creative ways to do it you know and i think that like it's going to be dangerous and you know but i also think it's going to be it's going to create find I think we're going to find new stories to tell. And that was one of the things we wanted to make sure we didn't write about was we didn't want this to be about COVID. No. We didn't want this to have anything to do with the current situations because in all honesty, every single day we are reminded 
about COVID-19, about you know the situation. And I think people need to get away from that. They need the escapism. Yeah. They need to get away. And for me, I don't want to speak for anyone else here, but me personally, horror has always been my kind of place where I go to heal, where I go to, you know, um, get away to escape. And it's, I know for a lot of people it is as well, you know, um, whenever anything horrible has happened in my life, I go to horror films, you know, I mean, um, and they always heal. Um, and I feel like horror is a, is, is one of the most creative genres out there. And I think it's going to, I think there's going to be so much new creative and amazing films that are going to come out from this genre in this, you know, in the wake of all this, you know, dark offerings aside, but I think that there's going to be so many awesome films, you know, and there's well, the best thing about horror too, is that it has a beginning, a middle, or it should have a beginning, a middle and an end. And like with the pandemic, nobody can see the end. We got a beginning and a middle, but mm -hmm. horror has a beginning, a middle and an end. And most of the time it ends happy. So that's why I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's fun being scared about something else and then uh, and having a resolve. Oh, I love the films that don't get resolved, though. I love to have my mind twisted I like that. that. I just, I don't know if that's a good but I, oh, I, I love that shit. No, I mean, the, the particular film gets resolved. I don't mean that there's not a sequel or oh, you know, Jason or all those people. Yeah. Um, I, I just meant that the plot of what you're doing right then gets resolved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where could people follow the Dark Offerings to see, uh, you know, news about it? You know, where is it going to come out? So, okay, so we, so we have an Instagram um, that is the Doc Offerings 2020. Um, so it's Instagram slash the Doc Offerings 2020. Um, we're on Twitter, uh, which is, I think, the uh, Twitter at the Offerings. We have an official Facebook page as well, which is the Doc Offerings film. Um, it will be, I'm trying to, um, okay, yeah. So <laughs> we'll have this as the uh, picture. So you can see that. Um, and then um, if you if you follow us all, all of us on, on Instagram, we're always posting about it. We're always updating things. We are going to be doing a contest very soon um, where people are going to have people um, do their best scared face, terrified face, which is something that we tend to do. And before we end um, any of this, we will have to do, do these photos as well. But um, right. we're going to have people send in their best scared, terrified, like, face and we'll pick weekly winners and um they'll get prizes as well as being able to be put into the blu-ray and special editions of this film as well um and you know the film has actually been publicized in in, in tons of um of different uh medias um dread central picked it up Ru Morgue picked it up tom holland's um terror time picked it up um the daily dead like a lot of great horror websites have really been supportive of all of this. Um, I know um, our dear friend of ours who runs this amazing app called Slasher App, um, which is an essential app. Yeah, yeah, Damon, he's been super supportive of this. And, um, you know, so it's getting out there. And that's, that, and that's what we want. That's our hashtag as well. Hashtag is hashtag spread the dark offerings. Because it's what we want to spread this film out there as much as we humanly can, um, you know? And yeah, I mean, those are really the spots that you can really check us out and follow us on our Instagrams and social medias. And 
So before we get to, you said we're all going to do a scared face, I think you said. Before we get to, let's see, uh, let's run through everyone so they uh, see where everyone can follow everyone else. So, uh, Lydia, where can people follow you and see what you're up to? Um, I'm on uh, Twitter. Um, can't even remember. I'm so, I've done so new to Twitter. I'm like, um, what's my hit? Right. <laughs> um, I think it's at Kelman. Um, What's that? Un- underscore? Sure. Yeah. 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 Lydia. At Kelman underscore Lydia. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Just under under my name, Lydia Kelman. I'm, I'm a millennial, and yet, like, I'm such a dinosaur to all the social medias. I've been on Facebook forever, but other than that, I'm, I'm so new to all these. Um, yeah, Twitter and Facebook. All right. Uh, Terry, where can people follow you? See what you're up to. Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, those two. That's as far as I'm going now. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Terry Alexander's TikTok. Please, God, do a TikTok, Terry. Oh my God! Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to make this happen. I, this is happening. Uh, so. <laughs> so see it. <laughs> Eileen, where can people follow you? Who? You? Me? Yes. <laughs> oh me? Yeah. Um, uh, well, I'm on Facebook under Eileen Deeds. I'm under Twitter as Queen of Screams, but I forget to go on there. And I'm on Instagram as Eileen Deeds. And, um, you know, um, if you want to ask me any questions, you can always go on Eileen at EileenDeeds.com. You're allowed two questions, and I'll be All glad right. to answer any of them. So right. you can you can find me. All right. I'll remember that. I'll ask you some questions later on. Yeah, only two. Only two, okay. <laughs> I won't go overboard. Elizabeth. Um, you can find me at Elizabeth Piper S on Facebook, Instagram, I believe Twitter too. Uh, also, cinebloodtypo.biz online and our uh, company website, intolabyrinth.com. Clifton. Well, I am remedial when it comes to social media but i am on there uh there uh, i don't ever use facebook but if you want to friend me on facebook i'll eventually accept it whenever i go back on there uh, but i am on instagram at clifton dunn um but yeah i i message me though i'll, I'll chit chat i'm always down to shoot the shit you know but uh, i am i am not the best with social media like Mar- i I get schooled by Marcus. He's amazing. <laughs> well, stuff, he's so I, I, need to to I understand. I mean, if it wasn't for the show, I probably wouldn't be on Twitter or, or most of these things. Right, right. But yeah. please, yeah, if anyone has questions, I'm always down to chit-chat. Yeah. So. Uh, ben? Um, yeah, I'm on everything, I think, like MySpace and Zanga, LiveJournal, all those things that people are on these days. Yeah, all the kids uh, are on MySpace. It's huge. Right. Uh, no, not so much, but uh, Twitter been horrible. I just basically retweet cosmic horror, Renaissance paintings, and dirty jokes. So uh, if you want to see, yeah, basically. Or if you want to see uh, like crappy street photography in place of falling stars on Instagram. So, yep. Very cool. Uh, how about Trista? You, you, we can, you can follow Trista as well. Trista, yeah. yeah. Uh, I post updates of my work on Facebook and Twitter. All right, so Marcus, are we all going to do a, a scary face to end of the show? I don't know. If so, yes, to be so basically what we do is whenever anyone dies on, in the movie, whenever we do an interview, we do three separate poses and we screenshot them. So okay. it's, so the first one is that everyone gives an extremely intense look into the camera, okay? 
So give your best intense look in three, two, one. All right. The second one is your terrified face. There is a monster that's leaping out, out of your, right out of your screen, and it's about to grab you by the throat and rip out your jugular. And it's coming out right in three, two, one. I can't do this. <laughs> and then the third one and final one is is let's all act like, like we are um, like, like we're having a blast and it's the best day of our lives with giant big smiles. And three. Oh, you gotta wait for Ben. Oh no. Ben He's like I'm Maybe not that's his phone. face. You know what? <laughs> he does he does seem very very ecstatic. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I did like that you said act like you're having a good time, <laughs> <laughs> which is usually what happens if someone's talking. <laughs> we had a blast. <laughs> Are you coming? All right. Uh, all right. So for the rest of us, then we will do an extremely happy face. All right. In three, two, one. Awesome. All right. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to steal that in the future. Go for it, please. <laughs> Spread it around. All right. Very good. Yeah. yeah. This was awesome, though. I really enjoyed this. And I'm looking forward yeah, to the movie. Yeah. Oh, it was you. a pleasure thank meeting you, so you both. Us. Yeah. yeah thank, you. thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it's been an absolute blast. And Neil, it was nice seeing you again. You as well. Sure Anytime. Anytime, right. just get in touch with me. Right. Join I'll us next week when Eileen returns for two questions. Suddenly, <laughs> 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 <Two questions. laughs> it's not the Neil Jones show anymore. It's the Eileen Jones show. It's Bye. A new, it's a new segment. That's what happened to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, right. <laughs> yeah, well, and uh, it would be cool to do this again when uh, the movie comes out. Definitely, Absolutely. definitely. We will we'll keep you guys posted. We will be posting stuff. We will be starting a contest very soon. You know, um, you know, and um, hey, are you guys going to enter other film festivals? Assuming there are other film festivals, well, they're doing yeah. them online, which I think is a wonderful That's, idea. So this one right here, the last call, which is the, the short film that we did um, with with Terry and Liz um, and Paul, um, has been is finishing up its festival run. But it was supposed to be going into a second year of film festivals. But the issue with it is, it's been um, thanks, um, is that like most of the film festivals are either being canceled or they're going online. Yeah. Um, so we haven't been looking too much into film festivals because uh, you know it, it, the other thing is too is that we also don't know when they're going to restart up again. Um, you know, um, we were we were supposed to be screening at New Jersey HorrorCon as well as Days of the Dead in Las Vegas, which was another con where they had uh, Reels of the Dead. And that's been pushed and pushed, and that's supposed to be screening, I guess, in, uh, in November. But, you know, with, with Nevada and the, everything rising and all that stuff, um, we just we'll don't see. know. You know, yeah. so it's... But with, th with this particular... With this film, uh, with Dark Offerings, we're looking at getting, we want to get it out as wide as possible to everyone that we humanly can and as fast as possible. That's really what, you know, our main goal is so that, you know, when, when everyone's watching reruns of Ash vs. Evil Dead, which is a great show, or Barry on HBO, um, you know, and they, you know, they'll have something new and exciting to watch. Pretty cool. All right.
Thanks again, everybody. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Be well. Stay safe. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Good night, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for having us. Of course. You're very welcome. Thank you for doing this. See you guys. Terry, you're the Bye. From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're